Welcome to Tales from the Clit. I'm Stephanie and I'm a sexual educator. Since 1982, over two billion federal dollars have been spent on abstinence education programs. Meanwhile, only 13 states require the information and sexual education programs to be medically accurate. These political choices have a very real effect on the personal lives of individual citizens in the United States. I believe that every sexual encounter is a learning experience, and I believe in the power of storytelling, especially as an educational tool. This podcast is a blatant attempt to mix these two beliefs, in which you and I will be learning about sex through the stories people tell. Listener discretion is advised. So today we're talking to Sadie. And how do we know each other, Sadie? We know each other from the Women's Resource Center, and we did the vagina monologues together. And today we're going to talk about... The times that I was high and volunteered at the pleasure chest twice. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the first time. So the first time we had gone in, and we decided to uh, go to one of the classes that they have on Wednesdays, and it was about blowjobs. Um, and I was young, I was like 19, and so... I didn't know how to give a good blowjob, let's be honest. So we went, and there was this one very, very pretty girl teaching the class. It was her, and then another girl who ended up um, having to leave halfway through because of something. So they needed a volunteer, so that way she could put the strap on on and um, give the blowjob to, to, you know, show everyone that was in the class. And me, I'm a sucker for being the center of attention, and I was high, and I was like, yeah, this is a great idea. I want to volunteer, and I got picked, um, because most people are just like, oh, no one's raising their hand. What are we going to do? So I volunteered, and, like, she put me into the strap-on, and, like, she strapped me up, which is already hot, and I'm high, so I'm just like, oh, everything is just incredibly intense <laughs> and I'm 19 and I'm in front of this crowd of like older people and so then she puts me on a chair and has me grab on to one of the railings that like <laughs> oh are going across the roof because like if you've never been at the pleasure chest like they have a lot of like exposed like metal railings and mm -hmm. stuff because you know at parties and stuff they'll like have people hang from them and we're talking about the Los Angeles pleasure chest, right? Yeah, the one in Los Angeles, one in West Hollywood, you know, my, my home my home pleasure chest. <laughs> um, I owe so much to that place. But yeah, so she had me hold on. And like in my head, like having been very inexperienced already and then not having been experienced in a lot of like queer sexual exploration because like I had just come out to myself as bi like maybe a year prior um I was just like oh yeah she's gonna give me a blowjob it's just gonna mostly be funny and so then she starts and like she's explaining to her like to everyone as she's doing it but she like mostly maintains eye contact with me and then like at one point like she's getting really into it and like she kind of like turns backwards and is like letting her like I don't even know how to explain it <laughs> but literally like I'm sitting here and I'm like don't moan don't moan don't moan don't moan oh my god why is this so hot it's not even my penis it's not real what is going on and finally she stops and I'm just sitting here like <sighs> <laughs> holding on to dear life because my knees are weak and um, she kind of like pats my leg and she's like, are you OK, honey? <laughs> and I'm like, again, high as fuck. So I'm just like, everyone's staring at me, which obviously <laughs> because she was teaching a class. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, 
yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, you need a minute? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. And so, like, <laughs> she has to, like, help me down. And then she unstraps me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the first time. And uh, it was super intimidating thinking back on it. But then also, like, an amazing experience. And I was like, wow, I should never volunteer high like that again because, like, Lord knows I'm just going to, like, come in front of everyone. So, of course, I didn't learn my lesson. (laughs) And six months later, we went back for a dom class. And, like, I have a joke with my friend where, like, I have, like, big dick energy in the streets and I'm a complete and total bratty sub in the sheets. Like, <laughs> complete opposites. Like, I want to, you know, slap the ruler down in the boardroom, but then have that same ruler slapped on my ass in the bedroom. Um, Love it. Right. So I um, I go to another one again, hi, because at this time in particular, like, I'm a big old stoner. And... Um, so we go and it's like fine and they're like doing these classes and they're like these older women who are like in full like lingerie and big black stilettos and I'm over here like I'm so glad I came out to myself because this makes so much more sense now um and uh so we're watching and then again they ask for volunteers and no one raises their hand so my dumb high ass is like i'll go and they're like yeah honey come on down and so she looks at like there's two of them and they look at me and they're like so do you want to help one of us dom or do you want to sub and at this point i didn't quite know that i wasn't a dom yet because i was so dommy in you know my daily life that and i didn't again have a lot of experience in like kink at that time so I was too high to dom. <laughs> I knew that much. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll sub. Like, just straight up, like, bleary-eyed. Like, so faded. But so excited. <laughs> and so they were just like, okay, perfect. Um, So help us think of a scenario, everybody. And so they had decided that they were going to be my bosses. And I was going to be reprimanded for dressing too slutty at work. <laughs> and so, like... It's, you know, my direct supervisor is one of them. And then, like, the GM is the other. And they're just like, we want to talk to you about, like, slapping things. Like, we want to talk to you about your uniform. And just, how can you come in with those tits out? We need to teach you a lesson. And I'm sitting here high, like, yeah, you need to teach me a lesson. Please teach me a lesson. Oh, um, you need to teach me a lesson, like please teach me a lesson like so I and so like what did I get myself into like why can't I learn um and so like at one point they blindfold me and then they're like both like right next to my face and it's like like yo like I listen to ASMR as like a way to like knock myself to sleep because sometimes I get insomnia and it's the way to put me out but like there I know that there's like sex ASMR and that's like a thing and like in that moment like yeah that is a thing they're like on each side of my ear and they're kind of like angry whispering into each of my ear like we're gonna teach you a lesson and then they have this little thing and it's like the like you know the spurs on cowboy boots how they like turn oh yeah yes X X something wheel it's like a torture device yeah so they have that and they're like lightly pushing it against like my skin and I'm just like sitting here like one has that and the other one has a feather and it's just 
like a really intense like mix of emotions because I'm blindfolded and then at this point I think they tied me to the chair and so then they were like we don't think you've learned your lesson enough it's time for you to be spanked and I'm sitting here like never been spanked in my life (laughs) and I'm just like oh my god what the fuck are they gonna do and like every once in a while obviously they're checking and like are you doing okay because like I'm not like I'm high so I'm just like uh and um I'm just like no I'm good I'm just enamored by everything I'm feeling (laughs) and high (laughs) and so then they like both of them on either side one like they untie me on each side they help each other flip me and then they push me up on this chair tie me like essentially like you know how like you'll get face down on a bed with like your ass out so like that but just on a chair they tie me low onto the chair so I cannot get up and then they take turns smacking my ass and that's when I learned how much I like being spanked it was literally (laughs) like and like they like were doing like that thing where they would like go really hard and they would ask like as they went up a level if it was okay and then they would like softly like play with my butt it was just like really nice and yeah and so then again it was one of those things where they're like are you okay and I'm just (laughs) like I, I really just I need a minute not because I didn't enjoy it, but because I may have enjoyed it too much. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I haven't been back in a while. I also, like, it was less exciting, but I did another um, volunteer where I uh, volunteered in a play threesome. Um, less exciting. I think the other two are, like, my most exciting stories. But then, you know, like, the Pleasure Chest always has, like, parties and stuff where they have, like, spanking stations. And let me tell you... After the Dom one, I know that that is the station that I go to because there's nothing better than being spanked. And the guy that I'm with right now is really good at spanking. (laughs) I didn't realize that I liked, you know, because we have a paddle or whatever. And obviously they couldn't do this in the one that I was um, volunteering for. But, like, he, like, spanked my boob. (laughs) I did not know that I liked that (laughs) until he did it. Um, let me tell you, that was a very pleasantly painful surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Those are my stories. That's awesome. So from the first one, you didn't learn, but you were reaffirmed your bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then from the second one, you learned how much you love spanking. How much I love spanking and how I am an absolute, un- like, undeniable sub. <laughs> <laughs> Like I will, I will rule your, your life day to day. But the moment that we are undressing for the bedroom, whatever you want, baby. (sighs) I love it. I love it. But, um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, I mean, we could talk about the, the pleasure chest party that I went to because that was fun and voyeuristic. Okay. Um, cause I haven't, they, they remodeled, so they haven't had one in a couple years. But uh, this is back in the days of fake ID, um, which is how I was able to get in. Thank God, because if not, I would have never been able to go to one. Um, They had like a pleasure party and they had like blocked off essentially their um, their parking lot to make like a little party area. And then they had like different stations. I don't even know how they did what they did with like the space that they had, but they did a really good job. where like you first walk in and like you see straight out to the uh parking lot 
and they had a lap job area, a pole dancing area. A what area? A lap job? Uh, lap job. Wow. Lap dancing. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what's that? <laughs> My head is somewhere else. Can't you tell? Um, a lap dancing area, a pole dancing area, and... um. And then, like, areas to, like, sit and mingle, and they had a food truck and stuff like that. And this and was all outside? This was all outside in their parking lot. Oh. Yeah. What kind of food did they have? Uh, uh, taco trucks. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, but, like, it's L.A., so, like, gentrified taco trucks. Yeah. Um, so, they had that, and then on the inside, they had set up this. They had, like, cleared pretty much all of their product that wasn't already on the wall, and built this enclosure and it was like a uh, peephole room so there was a bunch of peepholes and there was a bunch of performers in there and volunteers like having really good sex in this like what was made to look like a really dirty like public bathroom oh really (laughs) yeah um so like a couple of the teachers who i had gone to their classes were like in there doing it and i'm just like you really are as talented as you say. Like, we really were learning from professionals. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, so there was that, which I think that uh, made me realize that I'm, I would definitely, um, I have friends who, like, go to play parties where, like, you can, like, play and, like, either be voyeuristic and watch or you can, like, participate and play. And, like, when I was younger, like, up until this party, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, why would you watch, like, other you know, like, you know, the Christian guilt was really with me yes. in that one. <laughs> and then I went to this party and I'm like, that's why you watch other people having sex. Cause this is hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially cause like, you know, like they know that you're watching and like, it's, it doesn't affect their pleasure giving to each other necessarily. And sometimes that adds pleasure, you know, being able to like perform, like there's definitely times where like I'm having sex with someone else and, um, I'm performing, but for the sake of myself as well as them. Like, for me, like, there's a little bit of, like, pleasure in, like, turning them on with my performance. So, like, again, all these things. Thank you, The Pleasure Chest, for really (laughs) awakening my ability to just be like, oh, yeah, sex in a variety of different ways is good with a variety of different people. Um, So there was that. And then there was a spanking station. And there was this super hot, like very masculine of center woman and it's really nice um me being like so tall and so broad to like see other tall and broad women there and so like the mask of center person was um tall and broad and then um there was like a femme presenting person who was also tall and broad and I'm like dang I'm just getting both ends of the spectrum and I'm really excited because like you know it's a lot of like a lot of you know unfortunately in west hollywood there's not a lot of like lesbian bars and then a lot of like the ladies nights is very like only femme presenting and so you don't get a lot of variety unfortunately but there was there at the pleasure chest and it was really nice and so got spanked there realized i did not like getting spanked with thin wood things but um broad things i really like so like floggers are good and then um paddles and stuff and then went there and we got our photo taken and um we got to like try different toys got really drunk made out with a random dude who like had like uh gloves and he was like spanking me and it was real hot because I was dressing girls that night you know um so it was fun um 
the pleasure chest has done a lot for me in my in my youth with my awakening my sexuality in regards to like my bisexuality my kink and just being okay with sex in general it's been like really transformative like I think that it I don't think that we really think about stores like uh like sex stores and stuff like that as something that can be so transformative and like teaching us I mean like I think that that's so important that the pleasure chest does is that it's like there to teach and there to like take away that like I say Catholic guilt because I grew up Catholic but I mean like every every type of person has like a different like guilt around sex that like it really helped me break down those barriers and you know um I was reading this book called Vibrator Nation and it talked about the formation of feminist bookstores um feminist sex shops where it's not just oh here are some vibrators for you it's like you also have to cultivate an environment to make it okay for them to use the vibrators like it can't just be like oh look at our huge selection of vibrators like no if it it means teaching classes or turning into a learning environment something but like women need something else right as opposed to well i guess as opposed to men because before feminist bookshop uh feminist sex shops were a thing um it was just like uh arcades and um really seedy um like movie places yeah yeah so definitely i don't know if pleasure chest considers itself a feminist sex shop though but yeah i think so i think like even if like i mean unfortunately you know people are like oh i'm not going to use the word feminist but like they're at least sex positive they're incredibly sex positive um so and like gender positive and stuff like that and gender non-conforming positive i mean like they have something for everyone um which is really nice like they have like an extended plus they have a great plus size selection like not just in like the boxes of lingerie but like on their shelves too like i was able we were me and uh, my current boyfriend were there and i was able to find like a 4x just easily on i mean like I wasn't able to find my size because I'm, like, right in that sweet spot of, like, that size that's just never there. But, um, but like, still being able to find, like, extended sizes like that. Like, that's, like, something where it's, like, you just never see. Um, so yeah. that was also really nice. Um, and, again, off the rack, like, not in, like, one of those boxes where you can't even see what it actually looks like. But, like, off the rack, nice things in, like, their you know, you can see it in their leather wear and in their, like, um, what's the other one? The plasticky one. Latex? Latex wear, yeah. So that's nice, too, you know, and, like, the fact that you can, like, try the majority of their, like, um, like, if it's costing more than $20, you can try the majority of their vibrators, too, which is nice, and, um. And when, when you say try, it's, like, feel it on your hand. They don't yeah. let you just, like, go to town on them and then put them back no 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 no. yeah no uh my friend always gave me a tip that you should try it on the tip of your nose because the tip of your nose is more sensitive interesting yeah okay i'm gonna try that next time yeah so that way you could kind of like get it in a more sensitive area Mm because like your hands are sensitive yeah but like they're used to touch whereas like your nose not so much yeah um but yeah and then yeah just like all these nice things and i love their paddle selection it's like my favorite thing to go to is just to look at all their paddles and all their, like, uh, you know, whips and stuff. <laughs> really? I'm such a nerd. I always go to the book section. I do, too. I've gotten, <laughs> um, there was this one good book called Cunt that I got from there. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, 
an affirmation book or something? Um, yeah, it's like it's like a little like biography as to like why like being able to reclaim your cunt is so oh, like positive. Um, but yeah, no, it was like a really good book uh, that I really liked again when I was like 19 and like discovering myself because um, like I my best friend was by and literally it took us drinking and watching that one awful movie, The Sleepover and me telling her about how I had made out with like a good friend from middle school and how I had like a massive crush on like my best friend's um, like gay sister and how but I was but I was like but I'm straight and she's like have you like you could be bi and I'm like what do you mean and she's like you could like both both men and women and I'm like oh my god that makes so much (laughs) sense ding light bulb literal light bulb um we talk about that day still (laughs) because I was just like so shocked I was like wait you can like be both like that's allowed um and yeah that was a you know that was shortly before we started going to the pleasure chest and pleasure chest really guided my journey after that so thank you pleasure chest yes thank you um is there anything you'd like to share at this point um i think you i think yeah yeah to to the listeners learn your kinks go to classes it's so volunteer volunteer in those (laughs) classes let me tell you you don't have to be high like i was but just volunteer it's okay be a little voyeuristic you might even like it yeah i love it that's good advice thank you of course Tales from the Clit was recorded at the Ethnography Lab at UC Riverside in collaboration with the Cultural Media Archive. You can follow me, Stephanie, at Sex at Steph, and this podcast at underscore Tales from the Clit on Instagram. And you can send any questions to our email, talesfromtheclitoris at gmail.com. If, for any reason, you were triggered by content in this episode or need resources to deal with sexual violence, then contact the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Hotline at one 800 or find it at www.rain.org or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or find it at www.thehotline.org. Culture Media Archive.